Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, July the 1st, 2022. It is currently 1026 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas, for, I guess, a very impromptu uh, episode I had no intention of walking up the stairs and hooking everything up and going live. I was doing something completely different, and all of a sudden, I saw a news story, and I'm like, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. And this is a situation where there are times when I see a news story, and I get very upset, and I get very angry, and I get very mad, and sometimes that comes across when I turn on the microphone, you may almost hear me raising my voice. You may hear, it may sound like I'm yelling. You may, you may hear anger and you may be like, man, he needs to calm down. On, and on one hand, this story does make me very angry, but the more I started thinking about it, my, my emotion went from anger to grave concern to really just becoming extremely upset And I'm very upset for the church. I'm upset for all of us who call ourselves Christians. And I I hope you understand that this is not, this is not to come across as a rebuke. This is not to come across as some kind of an attack. This is to come across as a plea that I'm pleading with you, beseeching you, begging you. I'm going to ask you to listen to me carefully. If you claim to be a Christian, I am pleading with you this morning on July the 1st, 2022, that you would stop and really consider what I'm about to say and consider what may be happening around you, what may be happening in your church, and what could even be worse, what is happening inside of you. Now, within the body of Christ, within Christianity, you know we there's a lot of discussion and sermons and talk over the years of what we would refer to as demonic possession, right? Demonic possession, this idea of demonic possession. But I want to just take the word possession because I think there is a type of possessing that is occurring. I think there is a possession that is starting to happen to Christians. Not demonic, because I don't believe a Christian can be demonically possessed, but there is a type of possession occurring. And let me give you some definitions of the word possession. All right? Something owned, occupied, or controlled. That could refer to property. Like you own it, you occupy it, you control it. But what happens if you as a believer, something in a sense starts occupying you or controlling you? I'm not, I'm not speaking of a demon because I don't believe Christians can be demonically possessed. But something else, a different, we'll call it a different idea or ideology or a thought that starts occupying you and controlling you and it's not a biblical thought. It's not a biblical ideology. Another definition of possession, domination by something such as an evil spirit, a passion, or an ideal. I believe Christians are being dominated. A domination is occurring. A possession is occurring 
by a passion, by a strong emotion, by a strong ideal, and it's unbiblical. I'm not saying it's a demonic spirit, but there's a different spirit beginning to enter into the hearts and minds of many people who call themselves Christians, and it is a dangerous idea. It is a dangerous passion. Oh, the, um, the passion is strong, and it's, it's a domination. You're being dominated by it. But it's not a biblical passion. It's not a godly passion. You're, be, you're, you're, you're being dominated by an ideal, but it's not a biblical or Christian ideal. Let's go to another definition. Possession. A psychological state in which an individual's normal personality is replaced by another I think the, the personality, the, the make, the psychological makeup of many Christians that it is being, well, it, it, it is being replaced by something different, by something other, a different psychological state, a different psychological mindset is starting to happen to many Christians around you, maybe inside your church, hopefully not inside of you. And if it is inside of you, Please hear me out. Something is happening to you. You're being taken over. You're being possessed. And, and not by a demonic spirit. Again, let me state that again. I don't believe a, a, a Christian can be possessed by a, a demon or, or by an evil spirit because you have the Holy Spirit. All right? So, so make sure you understand this. But you can be possessed and dominated by a, psycho a different psychological state, a different ideology. You can be dominated by a different passion. And something is happening to American Christianity. And it's deadly and it's dangerous. Now we talked about what I'm getting, we're, we've, ta we've talked about in the past what I'm getting ready to speak of right here in the present. And when I did that episode, Mo I don't th I don't think most people gave it much thought. I think probably most people thought that I was being hyperbolic and warning about something that was of no concern to them. But here I am on July the 1st, 2022, returning to the same subject. And now I've got some statistics that should worry you. If my previous discussion on this did not worry you, I hope that you're about to get very concerned. Here is the headline that I read. Are you ready for this? 20, oh, I'm, I'm going to read both two headlines. These headlines were one on top of the other, all right? Most Americans agree that the government is corrupt and rigged. Most Americans agree that the government is corrupt and rigged. And many Christians believe that, that the government is completely corrupt, it's completely rigged, and they are very bothered and very upset about the government. But what's happening in many cases is many Christians see a government that they feel is corrupt, that they feel is rigged, and instead of saying, you know what, then I can't look to the government, I can't look to politics, I need to, to, to even become more committed to Jesus Christ, more committed to prayer, more committed to scripture, more committed to the things of God, more committed to the kingdom of God. No, instead of that happening, Christians are allowing this to make them more and more angry, more and more political, and more and more living as citizens of this world than citizens of heaven. 
But this, so, so I saw that. That's already bad enough that most Americans agree that the government is corrupt and rigged. But it was the headline underneath it. 25% are open to armed revolt against the government. We're living in an age where more and more people have completely said the government are, are coming to the conclusion, are being possessed with an ideal, with a, with a concept that the government is completely rigged and completely corrupt and that the only way to fix it is by taking up arms and revolting against the government. Most say it's corrupt. Not, not most haven't decided to take up arms yet, but that number is increasing. So let me state that correctly because I don't want in any way for anyone to get caught up on me misspeaking because I want you to hear what I'm saying because this is very important. Most Americans have now come to the conclusion that the government is corrupt and rigged. 25% have decided that they're open to taking up arms against the government. Now, I am not shocked that these ideals would begin to possess those in the world, right? They don't have a godly perspective. They are not, they are of this world. As Christians, we're not of this world. They are citizens here. This is their world. They, they, all they have is the material. All they have are the things around them. But what frightens me is that this mindset is creeping into the church and Christians, instead of looking, these kinds, this kind of information should drive us, you know, to our to place our face on the floor and cry out to God for his mercy, for his grace, and that we should increase our desire for God's word, for heaven, for the things of God, that this should drive us directly to the things of God. But for many Christians, what's happening in the world right now, they are not running to God. They're becoming more and more. There, It's almost like there's a spirit again, beginning to possess Christians, not an, an evil spirit, the idea of a, of a spirit, an idea, a concept. Many Christians are almost being possessed with a very worldly mindset that they're almost, rena- and I'm not saying they're actually saying these words, but in practice, it's almost like they've renounced the idea of being a pilgrim and a stranger here and not being of the world. And they're very much now want to be a citizen of this kingdom. And they now want to take up arms to change this kingdom, to change this country. Here's a little bit of the information. And again, this is just, oh, this is so, this is so disgusting, disgusting. All right, here we go. Here's the story. A quarter of Americans open to taking up arms against government. More than one quarter of the U.S. of of U.S. residents feel so estranged from their government that they feel it might be soon that it might soon be necessary to take up arms against it. A poll released on Thursday claims. So this was a a, a poll released yesterday that claims, are you ready? I want you to hear this again, that more than a quarter of U.S. residents feel so estranged from their government that they feel it might soon be necessary to take up arms. 
Now, I, 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 wanna, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Those outside of the church, those who renounce Jesus Christ, I, I am not shocked that they would start thinking this way, feeling this way, because they have nothing more than government and country and whatever other things that they're clinging to. But for believers, this cannot, listen to me, anyone who claims to be a Christian, anyone who is my brother in Christ, anyone who is my sister in Christ, I beg of you, this cannot, this way of thinking cannot enter inside of you. Do not allow this way of thinking to possess you, to control you. You are thinking like someone of this world. Let me remind you quickly of a few scriptures. We will be talking about this probably more so, but I I just wanted to just turn on the microphone quickly and bring this to everyone's attention. Let's just go through these scriptures really quick. Gospel of John. Gospel of John. Chapter, uh, let's see here. John chapter 18, verse 36. John chapter 18, verse 36. Jesus is brought before Pilate. Jesus answers Pilate. This is John 18, 36. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. The we, we are focused on the kingdom of God. It's not of this world. And if in whatever, whatever system of eschatology you hold to, if you believe, well, one day God's kingdom will be brought to this world and he will rule and reign, he will accomplish that. The, the sky will split apart. He will come on a white horse with a sword. He will destroy his enemies and he will establish his kingdom. But right now, it's a spiritual kingdom that we are focused on. And we and our job is to call people to faith in Jesus Christ. Our job is not to take up arms against the government. Our job is not to try to change the world through political office and governmental policy. No, our, we have to be committed that, that we are not of this world and that we are focused on a spiritual kingdom and that we are not citizens here and we're pilgrims and strangers here. His kingdom is not of this world. If it was, he may call us to fight, but that that's not our call now. That's not what we're called to do. You can't let this mindset enter into your church or into you. You've got to, when you start seeing Christians becoming so preoccupied with politics, with culture wars, with, and, and they're, they're so preoccupied with all of this that they're, they're, they're so, how can we say it? Earthly minded that they're no longer any spiritually good. They've become so entrenched into this world. Their identity is found based off a political party or a political ideology that they want to fight politically. They want to fight culturally and they've abandoned the things of God. They don't have a heart and passion and a zeal for the kingdom of God. They have a heart, passion and zeal for the nation, for a flag, for a party. And we're going to see a lot of this patriotic idolatry explode into right in our face come Sunday, July the 3rd for July the 4th weekend right here in the United States of America. And it, it, it's got, we have to stand against this. Let me read another scripture, John chapter 15. John chapter 15, 
verse 19. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, because I've chosen you out of the world, we're not of this world. We are not of this world. So why do we get so just carried away and, and, and distracted and possessed by politics and culture wars and getting so concerned that, that even some Christians are, are, are talking about taking up arms. If you remember, I did a podcast episode where I was listening to American Family Radio, a large Christian radio network where they were discussing about the culture and LGBTQ and many different things. And they said that it may be getting time for Christians to take up arms against the government. I was in utter shock what I was hearing on Christian radio. This has already entered into the minds of some Christians, and it's growing. Now over 25% of Americans, according to the poll released on Thursday, are saying it may be time to take up arms against the government. The world may completely, listen, the world may completely explode into some crazy civil war where there's fighting and bloodshed and destruction. I pray it never happens. But if the world turns into that, Christians, no, no, we are not of this world. We do not, we, we continue to preach Christ and him crucified. We continue to call people to Christ. We stay out of that. We avoid it. Do not allow it. Don't allow yourself to be pulled into it. Don't allow yourself to be possessed by it. I plead with you. I beg you, don't allow it to happen. Look out for each other. If you see it happening to someone, don't come in rebuking and condemning. Put your arm around them and say, brother or sister, come on. Come on. We're not, we're not of this world. We're pilgrims and strangers here. You're, you're being possessed by the spirit of this age. We, we, we can't do that. Another scripture. Another scripture. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Verse 14. John 17, 14. Um, I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that they should be taken out of the world, but that thou should keep, keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as not, I am not of the world. Sanctify, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Set, we should be set apart by God's word. We're not of this world. We're in it, but we are not of it. We're sanctified, set apart by God's word. And so what the world is doing, 25% or more may want to take up arms. Twenty-five. The majority of America may think the government now is completely corrupt and it's rigged and, and they're, they're all upset, but they want to fight all of this through fleshly means. And the church, many in the church are following after it. No, no, no. You're following the wrong spirit. You're following the wrong concept. You've been dominated and possessed by something that's not biblical. We see the world burning. Look, our job is to continue to present Christ. We've got to become more spiritually minded. We have to become more spiritually hungry. We have to become more con. con committed to the things of God, repentance, self-examination, faith. We, we've got to get back to this. Something is horribly wrong. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11. First Peter 
chapter 2, verse 11. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. The fleshly lust here that I want to return to is we have to abstain from the fleshly lust, the lust of a love for for country, for a flag, for a, for a party, for, for political gain and power. You've got to abstain from all of the fleshly stuff. You're pilgrims and strangers here. This is not your home. This is not your country. Your country is in heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. And as people want to take up arms against the government, as people want to call their the, the political party people that they don't like names and they want to say cruel and ungodly things and they want to act in ungodly ways, you have to take this while the country is becoming more and more divided and now tw- over 25% are thinking it's time to take up arms as the country continues to unravel and, and the spirit begins to rise of anger and hatred and bitterness and violence and vengeance. As you see that, you have to to you have to keep yourself from it and you have to remember this every time you get ready to speak of a political party you don't like or a political candidate or anything you've got to remember this Matthew 5:43 you've heard that it hath been said thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy i say unto you love your enemies Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That is the spirit we must be possessed by. That is the ideal we must be possessed by. That is the spirit we must consider. All right. I, 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 there's more I could say, but I will stop there. As you can hear, I'm getting a phone call because I have to do something here. So I'll, I'll just leave it right there. You can tell me what you think. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. We cannot allow ourselves to be possessed by these ideals and concepts that are contrary to the word of God. May God help us, protect us. We need to look out for one another. We need to remember what we are called to do and be. Thank you for for listening. God bless.